Hi, I'm Elizabeth Benoist, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson, and unfortunately, my usual co-host, Morgan Glennon, couldn't make it for this penultimate hour of the podcast marathon for Feeding America, but Dave Jones, a guest and friend of Supergirl Radio, has agreed to fill in for her. Welcome back to Supergirl Radio, Dave. Thank you so much for having me, Rebecca. I'm super excited. You guys are one of my favorites to listen to, so happy to be here on Supergirl Radio. Well, you're always such a good guest, and our our listeners will probably remember you from a a San Diego Comic-Con episode that you hopped on with us. I I think we talked about Tom Cruise movies and soap operas. It was a a great time, so I I always enjoy talking to you because you really, you bring something uh, to Supergirl Radio that is is a lot of fun. So uh, thank you for filling in for, for Morgan tonight. And uh, we're going to do some stuff that uh, that we've done in a previous fundraiser hour. So it's very participatory. So if you're in the chat, uh, play along with us. Uh, for this episode of Supergirl Radio in this hour of the DC TV Podcast Marathon, we are going to hold the fifth annual Supergirl Radio Awards. And what that means is we will uh, be selecting winners for each of our categories. And uh, feel free to submit your picks in the chat along with us and uh just want to remind everybody before we get started uh, the reason why we're here is that we're raising money for feeding america and if you don't know what feeding america is it is the leading domestic hunger relief organization with a nationwide network of 200 food banks and every dollar that you give today help share 10 meals with families, children, and seniors across America. So if you want to donate, if you have the means to do so, and you don't have to give a lot. I know there have been some big donations, which we're really thankful for, but if you can only give a dollar, five dollars, that's awesome. So uh, give anything you have. We'd love to raise some more money because like Supergirl, we're not quitters. Just because we've met our goal, we're not going to quit. So we're going to see how much more money we can raise for, for Feeding America because it is such a, a good cause, a worthy cause. So if you want to give something, if you can, go to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser. And I guess, Dave, what we could do is while we're here, we could uh, talk about how much we've already raised. So we've hit 108% of our goal, which was $2,000. So currently we are at $2,164. So thank you to everybody who's been donating today. And uh, if you've already donated, thank you so much. And if uh, you haven't donated yet, we encourage you to do so. All right. I, uh, I have a question. Yeah. That <laughs> I didn't know you could go past 100%. Now you're at 108%. Look, Isn't I by mean, definition, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> 
I I'm mean, where, where is, where is the ceiling? Where are the boundaries? I don't believe, You're I don't right. believe in. Right. I think you can just keep, keep going, uh, achieve your dreams, reach for the stars. Let's see how much more we can go. Let's see if we can go to one hundred ten percent. I, I would love that. Um, so, <laughs> hey, you know what? If a girl can come from Krypton and save us, then by golly, you can go past one hundred percent. Yeah, if there's an alien that can shoot fire from her eyes. We can yes. go to 110%. I believe in us. I think we can do it. <laughs> so uh, go to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser. Okay. All right. So let's get to the meat of why we are here today. We are going to pick our uh, selections for the Supergirl Radio Awards for season five. And uh, we start with favorite episode of the season. Uh, so Dave, what was your favorite episode from season five? Okay, this was hard for me. Um, I had to make a list of like five and then try to go down from there. Um, the one I kept going back to, though, was Back from the Future Part One. Mm. Um, it To me, it just felt totally like um, it was everything that I've wanted Supergirl to be. It had a very almost season one type feeling to me. Maybe not just because of when, but, you know, he was in there. And it had a it had a bit of uh, wackiness to it. And that's, that's what I've really hoping this show embraces more of is just kind of a silver age uh, wackiness to it. And, um, you know, it was, it was, there was a villain. They had to stop the villain and, you know, part two was great too. It was, it's, you know, if I could put them both in there together, it'd be great. But uh, uh, part one was the one that I just truly enjoyed and, and seeing, uh, you know, seeing bad win toy man uh, was just, I, I thought he nailed it as a villain. I mean, it was just it was just unreal for me. Yeah, we had bad win, sad win, and dad win. Yes, yeah, uh, well, right. what we said on Supergirl <laughs> Radio. So, so we we had so we had a lot of wins, and I would agree that was a great little uh, two part mini arc there. And uh, mm -hmm. I loved seeing T Toy Man come back, and I thought uh, Jeremy Jordan did a great Toy Man. He was he a really he, he really uh, villained it up, and so I that was a, a very enjoyable two part uh, little mini arc that they had there after crisis po after uh, well in the post crisis era the post crisis post Amade world that everyone finds their, themselves living in. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a good pick. Uh, those are those are some highlights for me as well. Uh, for me though, if I was gonna like rewatch an episode. I would probably go back to the 100th episode, uh, which was called mm -hmm. It's a Super Life. Um, I thought that episode was uh, really well written. Uh, it had some good acting in it. We got to see Mick Jespitalik come back. Um, well, he came back. He was a different guy, though, played by a different guy. So it was kind of like he right. was new, but he was an old character uh, from a previous season in season two. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun to see um, some of those alternate uh, takes play out between Kara and Lena and the and the secret identity and uh, get to see some of the like old uh, characters come back. Some I, sh I shouldn't say old. They're not like uh, up in age old. They're like previous characters that have been from <laughs> other seasons right. um, like Rain. It was awesome. I, I loved Rain in season three. What a great villain. Uh, so it was awesome to see her come back and um we got to see Metalolina. That made no, that was that was awesome. <laughs> that made my heart happy, Dave. Like you don't even know. Um, and that was the yeah. that was the only time in a long time where I was like literally on the edge of my seat. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how that was going to play out. Just to see her. I mean, obviously, she's not going to kill Supergirl because the show is Supergirl, and she's got to you know 
keep you just gotta stay around but the show would be over yeah the show the (laughs) show ends if supergirl dies that's it go home uh pack it up we're finished here but uh i thought she was gonna like i i was convinced that she was gonna kill her like that was it was so Mm -hmm. serious um so i i liked kind of the campiness of it with mixed pitalik but i also really liked the tension there um, in that scene, especially with uh, Metallo Lena at Catco with Supergirl. Um, so that basically had it all for me. So <laughs> that would be my pick for a favorite episode. That was the, and there was a great climax there when they went to the Earth where Supergirl was a terrorist, like you mentioned, and Metallo Lena. And um, all of that was very grave. It almost had this like escape from New York feel to it. Yeah. Um, I'm a big John Carpenter fan, so I had to get that in there. But, um, I, I really enjoyed too that they referenced things like uh, they they didn't they reference cat um, they oh, showed yeah. a picture of her right on the TV I, yeah, I think she died what, though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Was talking about uh, it was the reality where um, she told Lena I think right away or something like that and uh, Agent Liberty and them or no she told Lena and then Agent Liberty and then went around killing all her friends it was actually it was when she told everybody who she was. Yeah. Um, a la Iron Man or something. You know? yeah, I, I appreciate bringing Cat cat back, but it's like, man, you killed her? Like, don't do that. I don't bring her back just to... <laughs> brought her, I, I know brought they, her back just to kill her. Yeah, I know they did it because they couldn't get Callista back, so they mm-hmm. tried to fit Cat in there somewhere because she was such a big part of the show when it uh, first started. And she's still... Mm-hmm. I, I, I think her presence is still missed um, throughout the show. So Definitely. she was, she was such a big part of that. So I'm glad that she got included in some way, even if she was killed off. Um, yeah. so let's see the chat says, uh, looks like Leslie says the 100th episode as well. Uh, Rachel says tremors. That was a good episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that had the, uh, the big showdown in the, the fortress of solitude, uh, between Lena and Supergirl. Um, yeah. so that, that was actually a good one as well. Uh, let's see what else do we have um it looks like the bronze eagle says the bottle episode and or confidence women uh or or confidence yeah i'm sorry no go ahead Uh, i was just gonna say bottle episode was on my top three i mean it was i thought it was just tremendous all the different brainies again this is some of that wackiness that i think really helps the show sometimes um, you know, you don't want to go too far. You don't want to go like legend style wackiness. Not that that's <laughs> bad. It's just different, right? You just, I just think that there's things that that can be embraced while still being the show that we know and love. So, um, yeah, I thought that I loved the bottle episode. Yeah, that was a good one as well. And um, mm-hmm. I, I liked the uh, flashback between young Andrea and young Lena. I mean, mm-hmm. I still can't get over how that uh, younger actress nailed. Andrea Rojas like she I mean the the younger actress who played Lena she did a good job but that that chick who played Andrea was on point like it was it was a mind-boggling like it was like a young Julie Gonzalo and it just uh it was uh very good um let's see yeah Mark says the two win episodes as well so yeah Mm -hmm. there's some good chat uh chat uh picks there for favorite episodes so I guess we can move on to best episode uh so i should make a distinction we do on these uh, awards uh we make a distinction between favorite and best because they're not always going to be the same one because uh you could have a the best episode that might not necessarily be your favorite so uh dave let's pick our uh our episode that we thought was the best of the season so what would your pick be well the best um i have to give to event horizon and that's 
no small part in due to uh, Melissa Benoit's scene with uh, with um, with Lena, um, where she breaks down and tells her the secret identity and. It's just some of the best acting I've seen on these CW shows ever, probably. Um, when she bursts into tears, you know, telling her and telling her how sorry she was and, and whatnot. Um, really just, I just felt it completely in that moment when she was talking. Um, you know, no matter what, you know, I've always had this thing where I'm just like, well, everybody knows, but Lena, like, it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, but I mean, like, any any kind of um, cynicism I might have developed over the years about it just kind of went away when she told her because I just thought, here's this girl just pouring her soul out to her best friend, and her best friend is already making moves against her behind the scenes. You know, it's, it's just, um, it's kind of similar in a way. I was a Smallville fan, so it kind of had this, like, not, not that Clark necessarily ever did this, but this... The, their relationship, the Clark-Lex relationship on that show was very, um, you know, somebody was always kind of had a secret, um, but there was like a true friendship there other times. And so, yeah, there, there was there was a lot of things happening in that, that one moment. Um, also, Supergirl got to fight a, a dinosaur. At the she beginning, did. And that's always a good thing. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's always a good thing. Um, she might so have lost cool. lost that fight, but it yeah. was still awesome. Uh, yeah, it was. E- either way, um, that's a really good pick. Um, I remember when I first watched the because that was the premiere of season five, mm-hmm. and I remember finishing that episode like, man, if all of the episodes of season five were that yeah. high quality, this season is going to be awesome. And uh, spoiler, right. spoiler alert, it uh, went downhill from there. <laughs> uh, in my opinion, in my opinion, anyway. Um, but but I would agree with you that Melissa, that scene really has a lot of weight to it because of Melissa's por- performance. Um, she does such a good job of really portraying the the uh, the nervousness, like the anxiety, mm-hmm. like you get, she, just like her whole body shakes and you hear it in her voice. Mm-hmm. And she just does such a good job. And I, I think you're right, though, the the added layer of the fact that Lena already knows and she's playing Kara anyway, mm-hmm. like that was so diabolical. And I wish that they that had played out a little longer i wish that had been more of a slow uh a slower burn but uh i i know that they they probably felt like they had to to end it at some point but yeah that episode some of some of the special effects in that episode were not so great and uh you know some of the other parts of it weren't so great but that scene was really good that's that's a solid choice um for a best episode um for me i'm going uh it's a super life again I think that was like the pinnacle of the season for me. Um, uh, I I could have maybe maybe chosen one of the win episodes, uh, but I think that I I kind of I went sort of back and forth between a couple of them, but I landed on it's a super life just because uh, I felt like that was the episode that um, had had everything. It had the writing, the acting, uh, the homage to the show. Felt kind of like a love letter to the show. Um, and it tried to be a little different. Um, so I appreciated that. Um, and uh, I think it did some good things for Carr. And I think because I'm a little biased because I'm a huge Carr fan. So uh, the fact that that episode felt like a Kara episode, like it was about Kara and Lena, but it was Kara was driving the story. Yeah. 
And uh, I just, I've missed that. It's, I mean, for a show about Supergirl, it's rarely about Super <laughs> Supergirl. So um, to have an episode like that, that really focused on Kara and Kara's point of view, um, I just thought that was so good. Uh, let's see what people in, um, the, in the chat said. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, also, I'm, I, I rewatched that episode this week and uh, Mixie talking about how it made him kind of feel um, like he belonged. Mm. Um, the conversation he had with Kara at the end, I thought that really showed kind of what Kara really does and that she inspires people. Maybe they don't focus on that a lot in, the sh in, in, in recent seasons. Well, they do. But just in, in these small little moments, I guess, is what I'm more talking about. And the fact that he said, you know, I was, you know, he was trying to hit on her and the first time he was around. And then the second time around at the end, he's like, you know, I really feel like a different person, basically, is what he's saying when I'm out there trying to save the world with you and stuff. When uh, that was when he couldn't use his fifth dimension magic on that um, alternate uh, reality they were in. Right. He, and, he needed hat's hat. Which was, yeah, right. I mean, I should have just said it was bet. It was the best episode because Hat Hat's hat was like the uh, the 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 thing that held the episode together. Um, but you're right. That is a good. Um, that's a good point about Car and how she inspires people. And uh, I, I wish the show would do more of that because I mm -hmm. think that is the power of of Kara and of Supergirl. And I, I think that's a good thing to point out. Uh, let's see. Warren chose Alex in Wonderland. Yeah, that was a solid episode. Uh, let's see. Rachel says the bottle episode. Uh, we're talking best episodes here. Let's see. Uh, the Bronze Eagle uh, agrees with you, Dave, about the premiere. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of people talk about Event Horizon. Um, uh, Alex says uh, maybe a cheap, a crisis. Uh, I might count it if you're talking about the Supergirl episode. I don't know if you can choose other parts of the crossover that weren't the Supergirl episode. That is cheating. I, w I will I will come down hard on that. You cannot pick the Arrow or the Batwoman or the Flash uh, episodes <laughs> or the Legends episode. That's against the rules. You have to pick a Supergirl episode. But, uh, but yeah, the, I mean, the, some of the Crisis stuff was really good. Uh, yeah. Let's see. It looks like a they lot did of a little better job this year of kind of spreading out the storylines into other um, characters' episodes a little bit more than they than they had previous previously. I thought, but yeah, it's uh, you know it's hard. It would be hard for me to pick a like a the team up uh, the crossover as being the best just because. I had my own set of rules when I was looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It's, it's going by your standards um, and how you pick it. Uh, it looks like Mark also chose It's a Super Life. I'm trying to see if I can get everybody in here. Uh, let's see. I think a lot of people talking about Alex in Wonderland in the 100th episode. Uh, so good choices, everybody. Um, so this next category is one that uh, I try to look at as a um, – it's it's sort of a negative thing, but I, we try to spin it as a, more of a looking at it from a positive perspective. So this category is episode that maybe could have been better. <laughs> so, Dave, which episode of season five do you think maybe could have used a little bit of work? Just, just a little bit. Well, trying to... Um, I was trying to be not so negative in picking this. This is... My idea was more about what did I expect a little more from? Hmm. Um, and I think for me, it was immortal combat. Now there's plenty of reasons why I know we didn't get a solid finale um, that I know you and uh, Morgan have touched on. Um, I guess for me, I wanted it to be a little bit more definitive. 
Um, there was there was hints at something other uh, that was happening with um, uh, Jemma Cooper and them, and and I'm not sure that got quite as fleshed out as they need they wanted it to. Who knows what would have happened if they'd have had the other episodes, right? Um, but this is just given what we were given and just taking it as just a viewer. Uh, I wanted a little bit more out of a Mortal Kombat, though I didn't hate the episode or anything. Just just just. Um, after it was over, I was kind of like, huh, yeah. Well, that Back from the Future was really good. Really, <laughs> you know. So, so it's you know, it's it's not that there weren't there were there were some cool moments in there too. So, um, I may have taken a little bit less. Uh, I may have been a little more diplomatic in choosing this category just because um, it was stuff I was looking uh, maybe maybe more maybe looking for a little bit more from than uh, necessarily something that was. Um, you know, I was kind of like you had spoken about um, Event Horizon was kind of a high point for um, for me personally, too. There was definitely, you know, it kind of ebbed and flowed throughout the year. I mean, there was, you know, some other great things. And um, but like I say, Immortal Kombat, that's kind of your lasting impression is the finale of anything. So um, I was just kind of like, huh, you know, at the end of it. But anywho. I, I don't know this Jimma Cooper you speak of. I only know pencil skirt. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so that's a... well. I didn't. Hey, I don't want to steal anybody's material. All right? <laughs> I'm, I'm just a guest here. <laughs> yeah, I could have. I could have used a little bit more from pencil skirt myself. Um, and I I realize that there are things that prevented them from having exactly what they wanted at the end of the season. So try sure. to show a little bit of grace, but at the same time, it's like. You just copied season one's finale. That's all you mm-hmm. did. So I, mm-hmm. I think if they could have taken the VR thing and uh, done something new and fresh with it, instead of just doing, you know, having Supergirl make a hope speech to a whole bunch of people in a virtual reality, uh, that could have been better, I think. So I, I, I think that's a good uh, solid choice in this category for me. Uh, I struggled with this one because um, almost all of them could have been better, in my opinion. Uh, (laughs) Season five uh, felt like they had not really thought some things through. And maybe some things could have gone through another draft. Uh, Maybe some other people could have looked over it. (laughs) It felt felt like it was just a, you know, one draft and and they just decided to shoot that. Um, so I tried really hard to kind of pinpoint down what I really, really uh, thought was, uh, I hate to say this, but the worst of the season. Um, and for me, that episode is The Bodyguard. Uh, I was recently going through all of our Supergirl radio episodes for uh, a montage I'm going to create for the 300th episode. And uh, I, I listened to it and listened back at my thoughts on The Bodyguard. And man, I was unhappy. I was like, this is this was so boring. Like, nothing about it was interesting. And uh, so I, I will stick to that thought from uh, the actual Supergirl radio episode we recorded about it. Uh, because it just was boring. Like, nothing happened. Like, a lot of this season felt like all they did was try to create a consumer product, and they were trying to launch a product. And mm. uh, that's just, it's boring. Uh, and so the the bodyguard, like, there were a few good moments, but it didn't feel like it was going anywhere, and it didn't feel like it had any reason to be there. Uh, so for me, you know, a lot of, a lot of episodes um, had some choices I didn't agree with, or uh, maybe there were parts of it that I didn't like. 
but at least some of those episodes uh, felt like they went into the overarching story and at least were trying something. The bodyguard, I don't think, was trying to do much. Uh, so uh, uh, I, I, yeah. think, I think they could have maybe done d- dug a little deeper into the bodyguard. I mean, like, um, you know, I'm looking over in Reality Bites, I thought had some good moments, too. Um, I wanted a little bit more stuff. Um, Naya, I think, you know, I, I really enjoy her character a lot. And by the way, I really enjoyed you guys talking to her, too. If I can say she that. Was, be a she was great, for a yeah. Minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, um, I think maybe the episode maybe could have used a little bit more to it. Uh, not not that it didn't have you know what it needed in there just i guess to have a little bit more um things where she comes around and you know it it, and realizes that well you know i wanted to do this bad thing and and but um you know i I decided i didn't because now i'm a hero and i know supergirl's there to kind of stop her from doing that right like stopping her from going over the edge and and killing the guy but um i think for me, I, I kind of wanted her to kind of come to that realization herself, you know, right? And and, and just kind of like this is why I'm a hero, you know. So, but uh, you know, it was it was still a good episode. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Now that you brought up the bodyguard, I, I do think that was, um, uh, you know, that probably could have used some work, as you put when we first started talking about these. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's funny. Like with reality bites, like just in talking about it with Morgan, you know, we kept thinking, well, this feels like it should have been in season four. It's this this guy who was attacking uh, the the trans people uh should have been like a child of liberty like this feels like it's not in the right season so i think they could have done a little bit better in terms of the writing and um making it feel like it had some reason to exist in season five instead of season four so i think that would have been a good pick uh there were some good moments in that episode but um Mm -hmm. but yeah i i think you know there were a lot of things like that where there were episodes that had some good things, but overall were not maybe as good as they could have been. Um, Rachel says, I think the first four episodes all could have been better, but I'd probably have to go with Deus Lex Machina. Um, that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. I believe that's the mm-hmm. episode where we find out that Lex has been sort of pulling a lot of string, strings a lot, mm-hmm. uh, very similarly to season four's House of L. Because um, none of us saw that coming, right? <laughs> it doesn't. It feel like they just did a lot of copying and pasting. It does. I, it does. I, I'm so it, my mind is boggled by that. It's like don't don't they think we we catch this stuff? Um, do they... I was, all I could think is like poor Lena. You know she fell for it again, or you know whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's just you know it's it's what it is. I. I I'm like you, you know, like I said, the end of the season, I know it was rushed. I don't know how it would have ended up. But, uh, yeah, that was, um, I think we all saw it coming with Lex. And <laughs> yeah. Everybody but Brainiac, evidently. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we are all smarter than uh, a 12th level intellect. <laughs> um, so congratulations to everybody. You're super smart. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of people in the chat t- uh, talking about the bodyguard, uh, the Bronze Eagle, uh, Pretty Girl Ninja, um uh alanis uh as well um uh, dj Ryder says the leah andrea episode um leslie was not a fan of trimmers or the wrath of ramakan oh come on the ramakan episode that's good stuff you know i think because i sort of developed a love for ramakan by the end of the season now retroactively everything that i didn't like about ramakan in the beginning is sort of like a 
uh charming it's now forgiven, right? <laughs> yeah. well you know what's what's bad is a uh, dragon con a couple of years ago i met uh, mitch pelagi yeah uh, who plays ramakan also you know i was super excited because he was skinner on x-files and man i talked to him and he was one of the nicest guys talked to me about x-files like a fanboy like me i mean we were both kind of fanboying out and and everything. So when I heard, you know, when I saw that he was going to be a Supergirl, I was just so excited, you know. And I've seen him in other things too, but um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was bizarre. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> like you. I mean, after hearing you guys talk about him and his wardrobe, and I think Morgan even brought up he had a garden or something. Oh yeah, we, we have a whole gardening. we have we have a whole backstory and a whole like <laughs> thing mapped out for Ramakan. Like Ramakan <laughs> has like a house in Napa Valley where he like. Uh, has like a whole like he has a winery and like a vineyard and he's just he's just making wine like that's that's what we think Ramakan is doing so um, like Picard on uh, Star Trek Picard he had a winery yeah yeah uh yeah Ramakan to us is like the the version that we love is in our heads but uh but but we do love Ramakan on Supergirl we're a pro Ramakan podcast here on Supergirl Radio (laughs) Uh, I, you know what? I, I think I see a T-shirt forming in my mind. Oh no! Well, oh, Dave, we've already made a T-shirt. You you don't <laughs> oh, know this? Wonderful. We we already go to the D, uh, if you're in the chat, go to the uh, DCTV podcast T Public Store. We've got a Rama Khan's Rama Wine T-shirt. We're oh, we're twenty gosh, steps awesome. ahead of you, Dave. We oh, we've oh, we've already gotten there. So, um, yeah. So there was uh, a lot of mentions of the Wrath of Rama Khan in uh in the chat here for uh episode that could have been better uh so i would agree with that i don't think ramakan really got to like ramakan rama wine status until the very end when he uh destroyed the deo um so Mm -hmm. i i I will give you that uh it was a slow burn but eventually it sort of paid off in terms of ramakan um okay so let's uh keep going because this is not ramakan radio we got to (laughs) keep talking about some stuff so um the next category we're uh, going to talk about is underrated episode that more people should be talking about. Uh, so, Dave, what do you think was one of the more underrated episodes of season five? Well, I got to tell you, I mean, I was—I thought this was an underrated episode, but since we've been in, um, doing the show here and in the chat, it looks like it was a lot of people's favorite. And it's got to be, for me, um, Alex in Wonderland. Um, was just incredible. Like, uh, I, I'm not uh, necessarily um, uh, trying trying to put this diplomatically. Alex isn't my favorite character all the time, right? She she is one of my favorite characters, but sometimes I'm like, come on, Alex, you know. And at the beginning of this episode, she was, um, you know, very abrasive. Obviously, she, they'd lost their father, and and uh, she was downright rude a couple of times to um, some loved ones, which is stuff we all do at certain times. Um, and going back and watching that second time, just the idea that <clears throat> these poor people like Bonnie, the treasure hunter, or <laughs> like these poor people go into this world uh, to disappear, to forget about life for a while. But what happens is they actually forget about their real lives and they're staying hooked up to this uh, obsidian and, um, you know, I feel like, um, I feel like that, you know, that idea of this, like, this kind of science fiction, this like twisted, like, um, there's just like a slab of people laying around and they're hooked up into this game and they don't know that it's a game. And, um, it, it, it you know, it, it really created this dangerous scenario 
And it made me think, my God, you know, like, what is the Matrix? Like, that kind of a thing going through my head. Um, you also got to see um, Alex have some really um, kind of a growth over the episode, um, at, at, you know, dealing with her pain and um, dealing with that loss um, of a parent. Um, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to bring the show down, but I've lost mo both my parents and, and I understand um, that sort of pain, not to mirror um, what she was going through, but just in a different argument. And so it is, you know, there is a bunch of um, different types of feelings going through you. So when, um, you know, you're going through something like that, but at the same time, she was true to herself. And so like by the end, it, it was like this, um, this arc um, throughout it too, where she, at the end, she was like, no, no, I know this is not real. Even after, she, you know, even after we had the tease where she woke up and then, um, John or the fake John Jones, um, we need you right away, Supergirl. You know, she's like, I'm on my way. And then left again, even though she had on the clothes, uh, that she had on in the real life, you know, the viewer was left to wonder if she was waking up or not. And of course we realized she wasn't. Um, but anyway, I really, really liked, I'm a big science fiction fan, so I really liked um, that idea of it all. And um, it really went to kind of some dark places. Um, also, there was a callback to Hank Henshaw, which I really loved, like that she went and fought with Hank Henshaw. Um, they explained a little bit more about Jeremiah, which I've been calling <laughs> for for a while. <laughs> right? I mean, um, at least that they took the time to kind of... <laughs> explain some of it correctly <laughs> they, um, there was an effort there was an effort somebody remembered his name <laughs> he existed uh, unlike our dear friend maxwell lord <laughs> or alex herself uh or, or alex herself yeah so um yeah it's it's to me it was um a very good episode and you know you can watch it as a standalone but it also plays into you know you can tell this is starting to lead towards wherever the the uh, wherever the climax of the season was going. You know, it was like this was kind of like, oh gosh, we're building to this. This is this just got really serious. That kind of thing is how I felt. Yeah, that was so, a that was a big episode in terms of the season to actually go into the VR with somebody and experience what they see and what they feel because we've gotten a little bit of some teases here and there, but that was like the full time. That was like the first time we got the full immersive experience into the vr and i i would agree with you it was a great episode it was cool to see how it worked uh it was uh scary that they had murder houses that they had built in there uh oh, yeah yeah and uh there yeah, were lo lots of lots of glitches obsidian could not keep up with their it tickets and they were just dropping them left and right and so people were getting in trouble in there uh so yeah that was a good episode um and uh i i, I think that's a good pick uh for me i'm gonna go with uh, uh mark agrees with me in the chat there he says the one where lena made eve into hope and that was the one i was gonna pick which is uh episode two of season five called stranger beside me uh, Dave, mm. you cannot understand the gleeful excitement that I had when that episode ended because it was the kind of thing that I thought was really risky and it also had me giggling because in the previous episode when Morgan and I recorded Supergirl Radio, we had fallen in love with Hope the AI. 
We enjoyed mm-hmm. that she was this murderous robot who wanted to kill Supergirl, and she right. was like Lena's BFF at the time. And so that she, so the idea that Lena kidnapped Eve and inserted an AI into Eve Tessmacher without her permission, and uh, she became this like murderous robot. That was like the height of season five's quality right there. Like to me, <laughs> I ended that episode so excited. I like I sent uh, Morgan a, a Facebook messenger message and I was like, do not let anyone spoil this for you. Do not get spoiled on the end of Super Bowl this week. And I just that that the first two episodes, I was like really jazzed about the season. And uh mm-hmm. like I said, it kind of went down a hill from there. But that I think is an episode that people should be talking about more because that was I think when they tried to dive into Lena as a villain, there were some good things there. I think they got kind of wishy-washy there at the end of season five, but the building up to it, I was like loving Lena's crazy. Like she was messing with people. She was trying to control people's minds. She was doing all these experiments. And uh, I was really enjoying because I've always wanted to see Lena go evil. And so that was kind mm-hmm. of uh, the most I'm probably ever going to get. So I, I really en- I really enjoyed that. And I think uh, Hope, uh, the AI, really uh, kept season five going uh, for me. Uh, just because she, like Rama Khan, she, she became more uh, because of Supergirl Radio than she actually was in the show. Like she, uh, right. she uh, lived a, an, another... Um, heightened existence on the podcast so uh, so I think that that was one of the better aspects of the season and I'm trying to keep up with the chat y'all are y'all are uh, really active there so it's kind of hard to keep up with uh, to see y'all's pick uh, picks there in the chat Um, but yeah so I think there were some uh, good episodes there that maybe are worth a a rewatch did did you um, was that that's when they started with the Malefic. I mean, I know they had some of that toward the end of Event Horizon. Um, was that a little bit in Stranger Beside Me, too? Is that when they had the little, not the little, but the whole thing with Malefic and, um, um, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm blanking now, but um, Jimmy Olsen's sister. Why can I think of her uh, name? Ke- Kelly. I think that was actually, Kelly, I think you. that was um, that same episode where Kelly, um, where Malefic tried to... Uh, pose himself as kelly and there was that whole thing where alex had to kind of determine which one was the real kelly um yeah all of that was good and it's hard to remember because so much was uh just just felt like it was so um what's the word like it it was uneven this season i had forgotten Mm -hmm. that malefic was in the first part of season five because it it felt like it was so long ago um, but, uh, the Malefic th- stuff was good. It just, uh, they had to wrap it up so quickly because of crisis. And so I think that it's one of those things where I wish that had played out a little longer. I wish we had gotten to spend more time with him, but yeah, that, that episode, I mean, that had a lot of good stuff. It had the, um, if I can remember how to pronounce it, uh, the Malefa Alex in there mm-hmm. because he also became mm-hmm. Alex at one point. Um, so, right. so yeah, so that episode really had a lot going for it. I mean, it had the hope twist ending, which I loved, but it also had some good Malefic stuff in there. Yeah, and then he was played by Phil Lamar, didn't he? Did he voice Martian Manhunter? Or I don't know, he didn't voice Martian. I was thinking he voiced. Go was, ahead. was he? Um, he I did. Think he was John Stewart. I think he was Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. Yeah, I think he was yeah, Green Lantern. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, I always like it when they bring these actors in to do to do certain thing, and you always recognize their names from other things. So. 
Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think uh, John's father. Um, uh, uh, oh, man. Mar- Marin or Mirin? Yeah, I'm always remembering his dicks and off of Alias, but yeah, yeah, I think he's the one who voiced Martian Manhunter. He, he was, yeah, that was Carl Lumbly, yeah. Yeah, Carl Lumbly, thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the the Martian stuff is always really good. It just feels like they mm-hmm. don't uh, they don't stick around as much as I would like them to. I would love I, I would, I would yeah. love to have more Martian mythology on the show. Um, okay, well, I guess we're we're really. Um, we're really uh, running out of time here, Dave. So let's oh, uh, let's uh, let's speed it up. We got we got to do some 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 faster picks because uh, we're just having a really good conversation. But uh, we we've got so many categories. Okay, so best actress. Who would you say uh, did the best actress, uh, the best acting um, from an actress in season five? Um, I'm I mean I have to go back to Melissa. I mean she I know that's kind of an obvious, but uh, going back to Event Horizon and what I talked about earlier, just it just totally grabbed me as a viewer and as someone who enjoys movies and TV and, and watches different types of things. She really showed how good she was. Yeah, I agree. I would pick Melissa Benoist. Um, it's, it's funny. They, I don't think they give her enough to do and it's, uh, it's frustrating for me because she's such a good actress. Give her more to do, give her more meaty material so that she can do these kinds of things. Um, but I mean that, that first episode alone, um, but she had, she had some other good, uh, things throughout the season. Um, she broke my heart at the end of Tremors, uh, because I believe that is the one where, um, Lena sort of locks her up in that ice with the kryptonite and, oh, it was just, oh, it just broke my heart. So when, when those kinds of things happen, uh, that really draws me into the character of Kara and that's mostly because of Melissa. She does such a good job. Um, let's see. Uh, looks like the chat is mostly agreeing with us. Um, let's see. Uh, lots of Melissa picks. Um, some mentions of Kyler. Uh, Kyler had some good stuff this season. Uh, some Nicole Maines mentions in there. Yeah, Nicole had some mm-hmm. uh, good stuff mm-hmm. uh, going on this season. So, yeah, so a lot of good um, uh, stuff from the uh, female characters in season five. So let's uh, move on to best actor. Uh, who would you say did the best acting from a male, uh, from an actor this season? I think uh, for me, the wide range of the character that he played throughout the year um really showed um, certain scenes for sure, some acting chops that uh, maybe I wasn't appreciative of, but Jesse Rath for me, definitely. Yeah, he's another one that I wish they had done more with. Like they had a whole season of uh, virtual reality and technology and uh, it felt like Brainiac 5, who is a, mm-hmm. a technological being, didn't really do much, um, yeah. but but when he was given material, he was very good, um, and he had some uh, good interactions with the other Brainiac Five, who was played by his sister. Uh, so that's a good pick. Um, I uh, I would actually give it to John Cryer. Um, he mm. sort of took over the show in the second half, but mm-hmm. he was still really good. Uh, there's there's a lot of good scenes that he had with uh, Katie McGrath, uh, with Lena, and he, he's mm-hmm. just a really, no matter how much I think he takes over the show and does too much, he's he's a really good actor. So I, I think I would have to give it to John. Um, let's see. Uh, lots of picks in the uh, chat for Jesse. Let's see. I'm going to try to go up. Uh, Electra says Jesse Rath. Uh, Rachel says Jesse uh alex says john crier dj Ryder says jesse bronze eagle says jesse alanis jesse uh pretty girl ninja says david 
good pick. Wow. Uh, yeah. Car mm-hmm. underscore Coral says Jesse. Uh, Lynn says John Cryer, uh, but also would have liked uh, a little less of Lex. Uh, I agree. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Baggy the Panther says agree with Rebecca about John and 108 say, uh, Sage says Jesse. So all good picks. Um, some solid performances there. Um, so this is this is going to be a tough one for me, Dave. I'm just going to point it okay. out there. But this next category <laughs> is favorite character of season five. This is not mm-hmm. like your favorite all time character on the show. Right. This is just from what we saw of season five. Who is your favorite character of the season? Well, mine's not going to be popular, um, I don't think. But I think Brainy, for me, uh, just given the different versions of him that we got throughout the year, was very interesting to watch. Um, And it was, was, you know, obviously Supergirl and and the main characters, John, um, you know, and Lena and all these people are always on my minds, but I was really trying to think what character did I just keep my eyes on because I wasn't quite sure what was going on this year um, because it was uneven because of crisis and other things. But Brainy to me really had some character beats that uh, surprised me um, throughout the year. So I'm going to say Brainy. Well, it's not unpopular, Dave. A lot of people in the chat are Electra and uh, uh, let's see. I think Rachel and DJ Ryder, uh, let's see, and Car underscore Quirrell, all of them said uh, Brainy. So it's oh, okay. nice. so a lot of people are agreeing with you. Um, Leslie says uh, Supergirl. Uh, let's see. There's some other mentions. Uh, Alex says Alex. I don't know if that's an unbiased mm-hmm. opinion there, Alex, uh, for you to pick somebody <laughs> with your name. Uh, but so there are a couple of Alex mentions. This one was hard for me because Carr is my favorite character on the show. But mm-hmm. I just didn't think I wanted more from Kara. And like I didn't like a lot of stuff that Lena was doing and I was disappointed with Brainy and Nia sometimes. I I don't know. Sometimes I was like I don't know with Nia and then William I was kind of uh, and then Ramakan I didn't start liking until the end and so there was like and like Jean I didn't feel like did a lot and so it was kind of mm. like who and I didn't like Lex towards the end and Lillian right. kind of was there but then she kind of didn't do anything and I don't know I mean it, it would either be somewhere between Eve Tessmacher or <laughs> this is good this is going to be an unpopular opinion I might say pencil skirt I might say Gemma oh, Cooper Gemma. because mm-hmm. every time she popped on up on screen, I was like, oh, something's going to happen. This is going to get good. Mm-hmm. Something, something's going to happen. And I enjoyed her interplay with Lex. I wish that had gone a little further. Maybe that'll be explored a little more in season six. Um, but mm-hmm. like at the end, she turned into this like technological being with a weird face. And um, I just, I enjoyed her, her repartee with Rama Khan. Um, so when I couldn't think of anybody, I just kind of went with pencil skirt because she always kind of made me laugh. <laughs> um, so yeah. so I guess that's uh, that would be my choice. Okay, let's move on. Uh, let's go favorite guest star. We had a lot of good guest stars uh, this season. So who would you pick, Dave, as uh, your favorite guest star of season five? All right, real quick, I'm going to name a runner-up because it really came down to the wire for me. But Sean Astin as Pete Andrews I thought was awesome. Um, I know he's been on the show previously, but this was the true Pete Andrews um, this time around. And I just I love Sean Aston. So 
Um, shout out to Sean, but I got to go Jeremy Jordan with the uh, wind shot and toy, man. I thought to me, season one was like what I love about this show. It just established everything. And to see one of my favorite uh, characters from that season um, come back into the, into play for two or three episodes. Uh, yeah. He was in uh, some of uh, it's a super life too. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to say Jeremy Jordan. That is a solid pick. Uh, I I almost would have picked when uh, because he did he does bring something to the show that is missing, uh, and so I do think that it kind of came back with him. And there was a lot of Legion of Superhero talk, which I really enjoyed. Um, but for me, I I think I'm gonna pick Thomas Lennon um, because I was mm. I was uh, I was not nervous, but I didn't know how I would feel about them recasting Mixie um, because I thought Peter Gaudio did a, a pretty good job. Um, but I think Thomas brought some of that quirkiness to the character that wasn't there before. And um, he just, he was so good. He was good in those scenes with Melissa. And he, he brought something special to that 100th episode. So I think I'm going to go uh, Thomas Lennon on this one. Uh, in the chat, Jeffrey mentions Megan Rath. That's a good choice as uh, the other Brainiac 5, the other Coral Docs. Uh, there's some love for Sean Astin in there from uh, DJ Ryder. Uh, let's see, Alex says Jeremy Jordan as well. Uh, oh, Alex says, uh, a cheat again. Bitsy Tullock is Lois Lane. Ah, oh, that's not so much as a cheat. She was in the Supergirl, uh, crisis episode. We, I will allow it. I will allow it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of love for Jeremy Jordan in there. So a lot of people agreeing with you. All right. So let's, uh, move on. Ooh, this, these are my favorite categories. All right. So All right. favorite villain, Dave, who is your favorite villain Fa- of season five? Favorite villain was Toy Man, Bad Winds. Oh, Bad um, Win, Yeah. Yeah, I've had a I've had a theme going throughout the night, so I gotta stick to it. <laughs> yeah, he was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a solid, solid choice. So uh favorite villain and best villain have to distinguish between the two. Um mm-hmm. this this is a choice that I guess is partly because of uh headcanon, but I'm gonna go tabletop slash Eve Hope. That's gonna be that's gonna be my favorite villain of the season. Uh, she she brought something to the table that was not there before. Uh, she always wanted to kill Supergirl. That was always her goal. She would do anything Lena asked her to do, uh, even go to prison yeah. for Lena. Uh, so <laughs> I she was always my favorite, and I was so sad that we didn't have her in the uh, second half. So um, maybe maybe in the future Hope will return. But man, Hope was so good in that first half. Uh, let's see if we have any mentions in the chat. Uh, yes, Bronze Eagle, hope does count. A lot of hope, love in the chat. I appreciate it. Uh, a lot of bad win mentions in the chat as well. So I think, uh, people are agreeing with us. Oh, DJ Ryder says Ramakan and pencil skirt. I, I love it. Love it. Um, but a lot of, a lot of love for evil win, uh, bad win. Uh, he was really good. Jeremy Jordan did such a good job. Okay. So this next one, kind of the same, but different. Uh, best right. villain. Who would you say was the best villain of season five, Dave? I had to go with Lex Luthor. Uh, just being the mastermind about everything. And, uh, of course, John Cryer's performance, as you mentioned. So, went Lex. Solid, solid choice. Lex Luthor, always a good choice. Um, for me, mm-hmm. this this was a character I did not expect to say favorite, vi- or say as best villain, uh, because he, he kind of was a stinky, stinky villain. Are always a good choice. Um, for uh, me, why why this, am I echoing? This is the character I not exactly sure. I'm hearing an echo. Uh, okay, I think I went away. Um, but uh, I'm gonna say Ramakan. 
for best villain. Mm. Um, he took down the DEO, uh, which yeah. was a huge feat, and it really, really was a game changer for the show. Um, and he did it in spectacular fashion. Um, I mean, if you're going to take down the DEO, uh, you might as well do it with, uh, you know, an earthquake of some kind. Um, so that it was devastating to lose the DEO. Um, but uh, Ramakan, he wasn't messing around. So to me, that's the mark of a good villain. So uh, even if he was kind of stinky there at the beginning, uh, he came through yes. at the end. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's see if... Uh... See if we have any uh Ramakan Leslie says Ramakan was formidable. I agree. Uh lots of mentions about my echo. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, guys. Uh it was weird. Um, let's see. Uh yeah, there were some mentions of uh Lena. Uh Claudia mm -hmm. mentions Lena. Lena was a little bit of a villain there. I don't think yeah. they went as uh far as maybe they could have, but um but uh, she could have been a uh, good uh, pretty girl. Uh, pretty girl ninja uh, ninja mentions Malefic. Um He uh, was pretty mm. threatening there at the beginning. Yeah, so he was. so good choices there. Uh, so we only have about five minutes left to go. Um, so I guess we'll, uh, we'll unfortunately we won't be able to get to all of our categories. But I think we'll end with this one: uh, season five MVP, most valuable player. Uh, Dave, if you were to pick the character like. The way I think about the MVP is if if you took this character out of the season, the season would fall apart. So who would mm -hmm. you say was the character like the season absolutely needed, the most valuable player? Uh, I'd have to say Lena Luther for sure. Um, I think, you know, I think that I think the art between Lena and, and Kara, you know, goes throughout the whole season and um, without her there. Um, the heart of the story would not be there, I think. I agree. My choice for season five MVP would be uh, Lena Luther because if you take Lena out of the season, there would be no feud with Supergirl, uh, which would remove right. her need to, quote, fix humanity, which would then take away Leviathan's use of Myriad and the VR. And so there's basically no plot of season five without Lena Luther. So. Um, I would definitely pick Lena Luther uh, as my season five MVP. Um, let's see. Uh, Rachel says uh, MVP for Supergirl Radio. Comment the Superhorse. Uh, that's a solid choice. Uh, <laughs> he 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 never appeared, nor was mentioned once. But we 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 thought of him. We knew who he that's was. Awesome. We recognized him. Uh, so if you're looking for more uh, comment the Superhorse content. Stay tuned. Supergirl Radio has got all the comment uh, material that you uh, will need. Uh, let's see. Uh, 108th Sage says Lena might have it over Alex. DJ Ryder says Brainy. Uh, Bronze Eagle says Lena. Jeffrey says Lex. Uh, Claudia says Lena. Electra says Brainy, especially in the second half. <laughs> um, uh, Just a Fan says William Comet. I love that there's comment mentions. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I appreciate that. That shows... Uh, Real Supergirl radio listeners, I think. Uh, let's see if there's any other things we can mention. Uh, Alex says Lena. Um, oh, that's very nice. Uh, C. Megan Run says season MVP Supergirl radio. Uh, Yay, we will, definitely. we will, we will take that. Uh, that is a, a high comment uh, compliment. Uh, I know if it wasn't for Morgan. I probably would not have made it through season five. So shout out to Morgan for uh, having a, a good conversations with me that made me laugh a whole lot. 
Um, so uh, that's a, uh, I would say, uh, for you know, for a, a season five MVP for Supergirl Radio would be Morgan and the Hope Voice. This just, just something I'm putting out there. Uh, that would be something that I would say. Uh, so I think uh, that's going to do it for us because we only have about two minutes left. Uh, so Dave, uh, can you point people to, uh, where people can find you on the internet? Um, I'm on Twitter at the Dave M Jones. Um, most of the time I'm just retweeting stuff about Star Wars, Star Trek, Supergirl, Superman, that kind of thing. Uh, Snyder cut stuff. (laughs) So, um, but, uh, yeah, I have a lot of fun going on there and checking out and, uh, interacting with people. You can find me on there. Um, that probably be the best place. There's no, there's nothing wrong with the Sharon Snyder cut content. Uh, I appreciate it. And, uh, I think mm-hmm. we both have a lot to look forward to in 2021. Very excited about that. And, um, I just want to say thank you for hopping in here and being a substitute for Morgan, uh, today. Uh, uh, people, people may not know, but like Atlanta comic con is happening at the end of July. And originally Dave was going to, uh, hang out with me and do a panel about, um, either the Joker film or we were going to do like a, an anniversary panel about to the Zack Snyder owl film, which I think is wonderful and beautiful and everyone should watch yeah. it. Uh, but, uh, Legend of the Guardian. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately because of all the COVID-19 stuff, we decided, uh, you know, to, to not, uh, participate because of the health risks that that might, uh, ensue. So it was, it was good that we could, even though we couldn't do those panels together, that we could still kind of do, you know, something, uh, DC related, uh, for this. So I really appreciate, uh, you spending time with me tonight and, uh, hanging out with me and, and helping us raise some money. And I'll do a real quick, uh, check before we get out of here. It looks like, oh, Dave, we have gone to, uh, 117% of the goal so we've raised even more money (laughs) we're we're really uh we're really reaching for the stars here so that is a total of two thousand three hundred and fifty one dollars so thank you all for donating uh we really appreciate you all um getting in here and supporting feeding america and what we do here at dc tv podcasts uh i guess i really just quickly here can point you to supergirlradio.com that'll give you all the links that you might need to find us on twitter and instagram and uh, our uh, Spotify playlists and, you know, Radio Public and Podchaser and all that stuff. Um, so you can find everything there. You can also find me on Twitter, uh, not on Twitter, on Instagram. Twitter is a long gone thing. Uh, I quit Twitter because <laughs> it's too stressful and it's the worst. But Instagram, I really like. Uh, you can find me at the Derby Kid over there. You can also find me as a voice actor on The Fakest. It's a really funny uh, sketch comedy podcast written by my friend Bill Meeks, who is there in the chat. Shout out to Bill. Uh, really funny. Everyone should listen to it. And you can also find me as a contributor to Justice League Universe podcast. So if you like the DCU films, that is a good place to uh, check out. So until the next Supergirl Radio Awards, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Dave Joe. So uh, thank you all for joining us for this hour of the DCTV Podcast Marathon to raise money for Feeding America. And uh, the Assembly Hour is up next. (laughs) 